Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hello, this is Persia Pierce, the Submission Queen, and you're listening to Duke Loves Wrestling. Check out Liquid IV. Listen, it's the holiday season, folks, and you and I both know hydration is paramount. Okay, if you want to get through the shopping, if you want to get through visiting the family and friends, the sports and live events, come on. Got to make sure you stay hydrated, and there's no better way that I know of than Liquid IV. Okay, packed with B vitamins and all your other essential vitamins and nutrients there. Tastes great. You just take that hydration stick, you put it in a bottle of water, shake that sucker up and enjoy. I'm telling you, shop better hydration today. In fact, if you visit liquidiv.com right now, you'll save 20% on your entire order by using the promo code Duke Loves Wrestling. That's right. Duke Loves Wrestling. No spaces. Going to get you 20% off. What are you waiting for? Liquidiv.com. Enjoy. And now, let's get on with the show. You're locked in. Look at what we have here, folks. To the only show that matters. The cream of the crop. Duke loves wrestling. And there is no one that does it better than your host. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. The Duke. And I'm all out of bubblegum. Merry Christmas and welcome back to the Duke Loves Wrestling podcast, the show about pro wrestling and everything else. Brothers and sisters, let me tell you right now, we have so much to be thankful for. We have so much to be happy about. You know, it's it's easy to be critical. And of course, if you're like the Duke here, you're hypercritical about things that aren't right and things that can be improved and what have you. But we definitely want to take some time to highlight and shout out the good that's out there, especially in pro wrestling. And certainly on this episode, I'm going to highlight somebody who, in my opinion, is just a fantastic person. Okay. Not only is she a a pro wrestler, she's also a mom. She's someone who's out there just, you know, trying to make it in the world and busting her butt every single day, just like many other people. And for that reason, it's easy to root for her. So, Check out this incredible conversation that I had with the submission queen herself, Persia Pierce. Persia, welcome to the Duke Loves Wrestling podcast. It's pretty awesome to have you on this holiday special here. Thank you for having me on your podcast. You know, there's so much I want to talk to you about because you just you have a really interesting story here. But I want to start off with the fact that in the very beginning of your career, Right, this is Duke Loves Wrestling, so I, I shoot straight. I don't play games here. I'm, I'm going to tell you like it is. In the very beginning of your career, it was very basic. <laughs> Let me just say that it was almost like a generic wrestler number two in the video games. Uh, very basic gear, very basic move set. Uh, someone who was very unsure of herself in the ring. And it's interesting because when we fast forward to today, you are this this Terminator. Right when the when the bell rings, you go in there and you're kicking everybody's ass. You're the submission queen, 
somebody who is very sure of herself and dedicated to imposing her will on any opponent, no matter how big or how small, how short, how tall they are. It's it's awesome to watch you in the ring because you're so aggressive. But again, this is a stark contrast to how you started off in the industry. Talk to me about that. Talk to me about that growth. Talk to me about the difference between Persia Pierce in the beginning to this badass that we have today. Well, when I first started, I didn't really know who I was, who I wanted to be. I was just basically going with the flow. And also, I didn't have, I guess you can say, the best trainers to lead me in the right direction. Now, forward to the past two years, being trained by Low Key has helped me so much growing into the person I am, gaining confidence. Um, gaining knowledge, better techniques, and I became the submission queen. Well, certainly you're the submission queen, and, and I know that you have so many different types of submissions in your arsenal, but if you were to choose one, what's your favorite? Like, what's your all-time favorite submission move there? The favorite move ever is the armbar, and I can attack from all angles. Well, I've seen you put that armbar on people, and and it's it's terrifying. Say <laughs> the least. I'm completely terrified. <laughs> that is something that everybody should be terrified of. Size doesn't matter. Now, what's interesting is that uh, recently you have really delved into the martial arts world. Talk to me about Brazilian jiu-jitsu because this is really interesting here. So I've been doing it for about a year now. And it's me from my previous experience as an amateur wrestler, which I have three years of from middle school and some of high school. And I started competing in tournaments uh, this past February, which is Jiu-Jitsu World League, winning uh, both gold medals for Gi and No Gi, the same for the one in Miami that I did uh, in April. Well, I think that's awesome that you, you literally are, are new to Brazilian jiu-jitsu, yet you're already winning accolades. You're already winning gold medals and what have you. That's, that's pretty awesome. What do you attribute that to? Definitely my trainer, Loki, has helped me a lot in that. Um, when I was at Rudos, they, um, they have helped me prepared for that as well. Well, it just goes to show it's, it's amazing what great training and a great student can do when they combine forces. You know, certainly you could have the best trainers in the world, but if you're not a student that's going to pay attention and apply the training, it doesn't matter. And on the flip side, if you are a great student, but you don't have great training, then you're not going to go anywhere. So shout out to Low Key, shout out to Rudos, and shout out to you. You know, clearly the combination of all of that, the fact that you're a gold medalist numerous times in Brazilian jiu-jitsu, that says a lot especially considering the fact that you're you're still pretty fresh, still pretty new to that martial art. Now, it's interesting because you have a tag team partner. You know, you, you both have a love-hate relationship. Half of the time you're tagging together, half of the time you're beating each other up, so that's pretty interesting. But when you are tagging together, one of the more destructive, awesome forces in, in wrestling today, uh, Tiny Thonali which I hope to have her on the show next week because she is amazing. And she also has a, a wrestling background, 
you know, not only in, in, in grade school, what have you, but also in, in college. She's won all kinds of accolades and what have you. So this is interesting. She picks people up and, and throws them around and you you tie them up and, and make them submit, especially when you put them in the arm bar. Talk to me about that combination, the two of you there. Well, I know that she's a two-time state champion, which is very impressive. And especially for her size, because mind you, she, uh, she is shorter than me by like a few inches. So in a us combined, you know, with me being a submission queen and her being a suplex queen, not only you got to worry about someone who can apply the armbar from every angle, you got to worry about somebody who can throw you at any time. And that's a dangerous combination. Again, it's a hell of a combination. I mean, Tiny being able to pick people up, throw them around, you being able to put them in any submission hold from any position there, especially that arm bar. It reminds me a little bit of the Steiner brothers. You know, I'm not sure how much of their work you've seen, their early work, especially in the late 80s and early 90s, but the, the Steiner brothers were amazing. Michigan State University wrestlers who were real shooters. And probably if, if mixed martial arts, especially ultimate fighting, things like that, if that was more prominent back when they were breaking into the business, they probably would have done both or, or leaned more into the MMA world. But these were guys that could get it done on any level, pick you up, throw you around, put you in submission holds, do whatever they wanted. Just incredible. And to a certain de degree, the both of you, Persia Pierce, Tiny Thonnelly, I see the Steiner brothers every time I see you two step in the ring. So it's it's impressive. What else is impressive is that accent of yours. It, it's, it's hard to pinpoint, but I did my research. So despite the fact that, you know, you're Florida based and you're from there and what have you, your family is Dutch, right? So so this is interesting. Are there a lot of Dutch wrestlers out there? Um, Alistair Black is, um, one, I think he's from Amsterdam, actually, besides, you know, us two, I don't really know anyone that is Dutch. From my understanding, people that come from the Netherlands are usually more up north, like Chicago, Illinois. You don't see many of us in Florida, Florida, where I'm at. My dad is from Hilverston, Netherlands, and he over to the U.S. around, like, six seven years old so, so tell me here because this is this is pretty cool what's the best part about being dutch definitely being different from um others also i also um enjoy the food from dutch uh we're definitely cheese lovers just in case n no one knew that so i'm big on cheese there's never too much cheese <laughs> um i also like uh the Stroop waffles, which you can actually find them in Walmart. They, it's like waffles that already have syrup in them, and it's packaged. So, like, you don't huh. have to cook it or anything. You just eat right out the package. Now, see, you, you know you done messed up right there, okay? Because Duke loves wrestling, but Duke also loves food. So, wow, waffles that already have the syrup in them, and you can just take them out of the package and eat them. I, I need to get as many of those as possible because I love waffles. So, and, and that sounds like it's, it's no mess. It's easy, which means I can just get right to the eating part sooner rather than later. <laughs> but you mentioned the cheese and I, I find that very interesting because when we think of, of 
you know, the Dutch and, and Netherlands and what have you, we, we often think of, of chocolate or beer, but you're saying cheese is a, is a big staple over there. So, so tell me, what kind of cheese in particular are we talking about? Well, um, there's uh, Gouda cheese, which um, is from the Netherlands, because I guess on some packages of Gouda cheese, you can see like the picture of like the windmill on it, which is a big representation of the Netherlands. Oh, so Gouda is from the Netherlands? I never knew that. Yeah. Wow. So Gouda is the stuff that you can use for, for fondue, right? Yes, sir. Now, what about the holidays? I, I'm sure that there are some some Dutch style foods that you make specifically this time of year. I can't remember the name of the common food my dad always makes for like the holidays. Oh, um, well, what's like, in it? What's in it? Well, you can put anything. You can put any type of meat. You can put potatoes. It's like, um, and it's breaded on the outside. So it kind of looks like a meatball, but it's breaded. I can't recall the name of it. Do, croquettes. Do you cook? That's croquettes. what it is. Got it. Got it. Okay. So well, they so, can also be not exactly meatball shaped, but you also have it more long ways too. But. Now, wait a second. You, you, you're talking about what they make and what your dad makes. Do, do you not make croquettes? I mean, what the heck is going on here, Persia? I got. <laughs> <laughs> I enjoy my dad so much. I don't think I can top it. <laughs> okay. So so I guess you're too busy, uh, you know, putting people in arm bars and, and eating the croquettes and the waffles with the syrup in it. So you don't have any time to make it yourself, right? <laughs> But it's 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 pretty cool. Uh, just going over your story, and of course, you know, we talk about your your culture. Talk about the fact that you picked up Brazilian Jiu Jitsu and you've excelled in it. You're gold medalist already. Of course, you're a pro wrestler. But your biggest challenge, and also your 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 greatest accomplishment, you're a mom. Talk to me about that. Talk to me about being a mom while at the same time being this fighter. Uh, well, it's definitely tough. I can't say it's easy. But it's manageable. Uh, time management is definitely important to make sure not only you have time to do what you love, but have time to take care of your child. And a lot of people struggle with that, that I've noticed. Because when you're like, a, especially a first time mom, it's not something that can be taught in school or anything like that. Like you're basically on your own and you're learning as you go. Well, maybe that's where some of that fire and, and that determination that you bring not only to the wrestling ring, but also to Brazilian jiu-jitsu, these challenges that you have to be responsible for and, and be responsible for overcoming day to day because you're a mom. I'm sure that translates in the ring, right? Oh, yeah, definitely. And plus, uh, my daughter loves watching me, honestly. So I want to make, make her proud. Do you have any advice for other women out there who are moms or who are thinking about becoming moms and they're either in pro wrestling and mixed martial arts or, you know, maybe considering it on the fence or what have you, but not sure if they can manage all of those things altogether? Well, from my own experience, I thought that I couldn't manage doing both, but it's possible um, make it work in any way. Like if you need to bring your child 
through training to the shows and do it. They can learn and grow with you, which is a beautiful thing. Uh, so don't don't give up on your dreams just because of having to take care of a child. It's possible. If someone ever needs advice, um, I'm here to give them advice from my own experience. That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. And, you know, I, I think that uh, mentorship and, and being someone who has learned a lot from experience and the fact that you are willing to pass that down and, and serve as a, a positive example of what's possible. That's pretty cool that you that you'll share that with others there. Um, that's a role that I think that you that was made for you. I think that you would excel in that role to continue to, to be a source for positive information about all this stuff. It's interesting that you say that because I started off as being someone who's shy, like someone who hated, you know, doing class presentations. Like I hated speaking in front of people. But um, wrestling actually has helped me become better at doing so. My self-esteem confidence boost went way up. Um, not being so timid around other people, um, if, like especially in front of crowds, like I've gotten way better. That's pretty cool. And, and that's a prime example of how pro wrestling can, you know, be a positive influence over people's lives and, and really help save lives. So not only for the, the wrestlers who are coming out of their shell and, and stepping into their greatness, so to speak, but also for the fans to see that that's possible. So all around, that's that's very, very cool. Looking ahead here, what what can folks expect from Persia Pierce in 2024 and, and where can they expect to see you? As far as wrestling goes, I will be at Old School Wrestling in Woodbury, Georgia on January 13, 2024. Also, I plan on doing more Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu tournaments. Right now, my eye is on doing the Pants IBJJF uh, tournament, which will be in Kissimmee, Florida around March 19 to 24. So I plan on competing in that too. I have a website, uh, persiapierce.nl. I also have Twitter, uh, at Persia Pierce, Instagram, uh, Persia underscore Pierce one, and also Facebook. Just type in Persia Pierce. You'll find me there. Solid conversation with a, a very nice person. You know, it's, it's, we can find the opposite, especially if we look hard enough in this crazy pro wrestling world and MMA world. But it's really awesome when you find examples of somebody who is just a breath of fresh air, just, you know, doing their best out there, making things happen and being rewarded for their hard work. I mean, who, who can step into a, a martial art like Brazilian jiu-jitsu, which is so difficult, and just start winning gold medals right off the bat like that within a year? Persia Pierce did it. So if she can do it, then listen, I, I need to get on the mats and start uh, getting myself together here because I think I can do it too, Jack. I think the Duke can win some gold medals, right? <laughs> And then all the crazy humanoids who talk trash online and, you know, some of these wrestlers who have threatened to uh, put me in a pretzel. Maybe I'll be able to hang with them. You never know. Probably not. But I'll keep eating the croquettes and the, and the Gouda and all that good stuff there. Certainly. Listen, folks, I appreciate all of you out there. I have um, received some incredible news about the Duke Los Wrestling podcast. We officially 
are ranked in the top 10% in the entire world of all podcasts, regardless of genre. We are in the top 10%. And that doesn't happen without great listeners like yourselves. Whether you've been along on this journey for nearly eight years, the show's existed, or whether you're one of the newer listeners. I mean, in fact, in 2023, we've seen a jump of 64%, okay? 64% jump in uh, overall listenership around the world. That is incredible. And it's not as if we've had the biggest names ever on the show in 2023. We've had some great names, but it's clear that the content itself and what we're discussing and what we're choosing to focus on it's really hitting home, and it's in a, and it's really hitting home in a, in a special way. And what I love about it is that for folks who have come along and have listened to the show for the first time, they're going back in the archives, and they're listening to previous episodes, which has really done a number on our analytics here. Um, that shows that we're doing something right. And it's also a reminder that even if you put something out today and it doesn't necessarily hit right away. Just keep putting the content out. Keep doing what the, the stuff that matters most. Don't try to reinvent the wheel. Just focus on putting out great content that the audience that you've cultivated can appreciate and share with other people. Because certainly that's what's been the, the secret sauce for the Duke Loves Wrestling podcast. So again, to all the, the wonderful guests who have helped make this show as popular as it is around the world. To all the great listeners who, if you've ever told anyone to check out the show, even if it was just a clip that you shared online, you have absolutely helped me generate an incredible amount of growth with this show. And, and I can't thank you all enough. And looking forward, we're going to continue to knock it out of the park. It's what we do. You know, bigger guests. Uh, certainly we're going to keep highlighting and spotlighting all of these wonderful independent wrestlers. That's really the foundation of the show. A lot of these folks, their first episodes came on Duke Loves Wrestling, their first uh, interviews. Or if they've been in the business for a few years and haven't really caught on yet, they can come on this show and they can get exposed. Exposed to a whole new audience out there that is around the world. I've had people on this show who then have tours in different countries outside of the United States, and they already have fans who have heard them on Duke Loves Wrestling, who started following them, who show up at the events with signs. <laughs> you know, you didn't know that you were big in New Zealand. You didn't know you were you were big in different parts of Australia. You didn't know that you were big in different parts of, of Africa or the Caribbean or what have you. But certainly you are because you've been on Duke Loves Wrestling, and we have a wonderful amount of listeners in all of those countries and more. So I thank everybody. That is the best Christmas gift I could have gotten. The fact that Duke Loves Wrestling is in the top 10% of all podcasts worldwide. Fantastic. And shout out to Listen Notes, who keeps track of that sort of data. So this isn't just me, you know, saying what I'm saying. You can look it up yourselves, folks. It's uh, a fact and it's a wonderful fact. And certainly people like Persia Pierce, that is exactly a prime example of why we continue to grow the way that we do. And we're not going to stop. We have a couple more episodes before the year is over coming up. So stay tuned for that, including our, our New Year's uh, episode that's coming up. And 
I mentioned her name, Tiny Thonnelly. In my opinion, pound for pound, she is going to be one of the top wrestlers that you're going to be talking about in 2024. You know, she's tiny, but she's she's like Rick Steiner. I mean, legitimately could just pick anybody up and throw them anywhere and there's nothing they can do about it. So when you hear her story, you know, this Puerto Rican badass here, when you hear her story, you understand a little bit more. She's something else, man. And she's partners and sometimes uh, foes with, with Persia Pierce, who you just heard, you know, the Dutch submission queen there. So it's just there's, there's so much going on on the independent wrestling scene. So many wonderful folks to spotlight and shine a light on and, and, and really, hopefully you get behind them and support them and help them reach the next level in their careers. Certainly. Anyways, please don't drink and drive. I want you to have a great holiday, but you know my my philosophy on that. Do not drink and drive. I do not support that. I think it's a bad idea. You don't want to end up on the front page of the newspaper. You don't want to end up hurting someone, especially yourselves. So please, that ties into what I always say at the end of these episodes. Be kind to yourselves and then be kind to others. And certainly you can do that by avoiding drinking and driving. Please don't do it. Happy holidays, happy Festivus, happy Kwanzaa, uh, you know, all the other holidays going on there. You know, we had Hanukkah already, Christmas, Pastafari, and I don't care what you celebrate, just happy, happy, happy to you and your loved ones. Take it away, Tony Schiavone. This is Tony Schiavone, and we're definitely out of time on Duke Love Wrestling. <laughs> 